In today's Daily Cyber, what I'm going to be talking about is seven key areas that you need to look at when you're starting a new idea, transition, or even a business. So really excited about this one. Let's hack at it. Okay, so I'm really excited about this podcast, uh, and the reason why that is, I get asked, you know, at least three, four times a week on online through LinkedIn or you know DM messages. Brandon, I'm looking at transitioning from you know X to cybersecurity, or I'm looking at opening up a business. Do you have any recommendations? And this question I get asked frequently with people that are transitioning from a lot of times positions that they're really fresh at, they just don't like. And what they're doing is they're transitioning to something new and they're really excited about this new project. So if it's, you know, from one job to another career, from its career X to cybersecurity, or if they're opening up a new business, I, I've created this seven, you know, steps or seven areas you need to look at. I find each entrepreneur, each person, you know, transitioning needs to take this in in really, really deep because it really kind of gives you the foundation, the core steps to make sure you're on the right track and that you have momentum going forward. Now, my name is Brandon Krieger. I'm a cybersecurity professional. I've been in numerous types of, you know, businesses myself uh, from you know, physical security to health and wellness to marketing and IT to cybersecurity. So this video, this kind of ideas I'm bringing from my health and wellness days as well as my marketing days and my business owning my own company because these areas really got really taught me the difference of having a business mindset, being an entrepreneur, you know, this the strategies that you need to have to be successful in any project that you work on. If it's like I said, transitioning from from job to job, right? Or from career to career to opening up a business. And, you know, my podcasts are a lot around cybersecurity, but these concepts can be used in any any area of this, you know, you know, concept of transitioning, right? And it's so important you know this. And let's kind of go over them quickly and then I'll go over them in a little bit more depth. So first is know thyself, right? Second is figure out your path. Third is write out a plan. Fourth is SMART goals. So the acronym SMART, S-M-A-R-T. Five is test to measurable results. Six is be accountable. And then seven is understanding your finances. So these areas, these seven areas to look at are so important because you have to have this foundation to be able to transition, to be able to, you know, move forward. First and foremost is know thyself, right? If you don't know yourself inside and out of how you learn, what you like, what you don't like, what are you looking for, what are you looking for in the sense of money, finances, job, travel, relationships at, at work, you know, clientele or customers that you're going to be working with, you, you know, even colleagues, if you and kind of even diving a little bit deeper, like what's the company stand for, right? For either the company that you're going to be working for or the company that you're developing, 
What does it really stand for for you? You know, is it ethical practices? Are you helping the environment? Are you helping society? Are you helping the economy? Like, what are you doing that's really deep and and part of your core foundation? Knowing that and being secure in that will help to figure out the next step is your plan, right? Figure out kind of your path and your plan of how you're going to do this. This is not writing out your plan, just kind of figuring it out. So how do I want to get there? And a lot of times what I recommend is look at someone that's already doing it and reverse engineer it. And that could be even even interviewing that person or people. Now, I recommend try to find at least five people that are doing what you want to do that have at least five years to 10 years experience right, in that area that you want to get into. And the reason for that is that they've gone through their trials and tribulations. They've gone through their challenges. They've gone through uh, failures in business, but they also have gone through growth strategies where the business has grown and what to do when it grows, you know, how to look at shipping, receiving, customer service, uh client acquisition, like all these things that you would have to look at, you know, being in business and they will help you to streamline through the challenges that they have had on both, you know, not being successful in business as well as the challenges of growing business. So there's challenges on both sides. So then figuring out that path and reverse engineering and looking at, you know, if you're looking at changing careers, what education do you need? So, okay, what education do I need for this? Do I need uh, formal education of university degree in computer science, cybersecurity, or can I do this with just certification? And that's why I talked to five different people because each person is going to have their own story on how they got there. You know, some people might have just done it out of, you know, I'm passionate about this and hey, it worked out and I love it. Some people might have said, look, I lost my job. I was, I was, really kind of hit rock bottom. There was nothing really else I could think of at that time. So I started doing this because I liked it. And then all of a sudden it started to work out. And then I ran into this challenge and they have that story that they've gone through. So everyone's going to be different. So figuring out that path and then writing out a plan. So literally writing out your plan. Okay. So I'm going to do X, Y, and Z. I need to do this certification. I know need to get this, you know, college diploma or, or university degree whatever that plan is and write out, you know, if you're going to work, which companies you want to work for and, you know, who do you need to contact and what's the positions and what's the qualifications. If you're opening up a company, you need to look at, you know, what's the company, what's the service you're going to provide, you know, really go into deep. What's your rates you're going to look at providing, you know, what's the, the landscape of the industry, you know, who's the other companies that are doing the same thing as you and, you know, what's their unique selling proposition and, you know, what's going to be yours compared to theirs. And then what's going to be your price points and what's going to be, you know, your hours work. Do you need to get contracts? You know, uh, you know, if you're looking at working with clients in a company, do you have, you know, client contracts? Do you have, you know, terms of service, whatever that may be. So you really have to write out this plan of everything you need. Then number four is look at smart goals. So let's go back through. One is know thyself. Uh, two is figuring out your path. Three is writing out your plan. Four now is smart goals. So smart stands for uh, specific, measurable, action orientated, realistic, and time. So specific. Be very specific on what you want to accomplish. So I'll use this as an example. Last year, or a little bit longer, a little before last year, I wanted to get my CompTIA Security Plus exam. Right. So that's very specific. I want to pass this. Boom. 
measurable. When do I want to pass it by, right? And you know, this kind of max uh, measurable as well as timed, right? I have to measure my time in the sense of I want to complete it by say December two thousand eighteen. I'm just using this as an example, so then I know what my time is now. How am I going to measure that, right? Okay, so each month I need to study at least, you know. And then break that down to say for me, it was every day I need to study at least for two hours a day, five days a week. And then you, know, you multiply that by, you know, two times five is 10. So you're about 40 hours a, a month and then get that going to, okay, so at six months I should have this and I should have at least, and then for me it was at least, you know, 90% of the material down and then I'm scoring around 80%. So now I have measurable. Right now, what's my action? My action was now go back to now I have my what the I have to study two hours a day. So now I what I do is I put it in my calendar each time at you know at night or whenever it's most feasible for me. I block off that time. So now it's action action oriented. So now I have it scheduled. Now make it realistic. So for me, there's no way I could study eight hours a day. I just can't do it. I just can't retain that much information. I can't sit still for that long to be able to. To consume that much information, so I use two hours because the first hour would be studying and the second hour would be t- uh, testing, right? And then writing notes. So I had that br- that breakup because that's how I knew I study. I'm a kinesthetic study studier, so I can read, but I have to do some sort of action to make it tangible, make it re- you know, make it absorb for myself. And a lot of times, that's why I do podcasts and, and videos is because then I can act it out. I can write it out and then I can use the information. And then of course, then realistic in time. So realistic, okay. Is it feasible? You know, is it feasible for me to do it in six months? Could I do it in in 90 days or was it going to take me a year? Really understand, you know, where's that benchmark for you? Now it can be a little bit dynamic. It doesn't have to be too fixed, but you have to set yourself, you know, some sort of goal. And so then what happens is you can test to measurable results. So write all these SMART goals, and these are going to be your benchmark to be able to find out what's working, what's not. So you're testing the measurable results. So Brandon, in six months, when am I going to be able to pass this uh, the Security Plus exam? And what happened with my scenario, I wasn't. I actually failed, I think, twice and then passed on the third one. So what happened was I needed more time. So I probably feasibly maybe needed eight months to do it. Uh, but at least it tested me out and I could see what was working and what's not. So these are the test of measurable results and then be accountable. So then I was accountable to myself to say, look, I'm not, I need to write this exam. And I went and wrote it, even though maybe I think I was scoring around 75, 80% on the practice exams. I was accountable that at six months I was going to write the exam. So then I went and I wrote it and to make myself even more accountable, I was doing YouTube videos about it. So here comes the accountability and you really have to stick to these, you know, five and six of the, uh, the the measurable and accountability because these are going to teach you what's working and what's not. Now, the challenge of this is people are going to, you know, use this as, oh, I don't want to feel bad about what I'm doing or I don't want to feel bad that I'm a failure. This is not about being a failure. This is not about getting down on yourself. This is about understanding the system and seeing what works for you and what needs to be modified and changed to make it work for you. There's no different from studying to you know your career to being in business. It's all about being dynamic. It's all about testing measurable results and then speed of implementation. So you test to a measurable result. Is it, success- is it successful or did it not work? If it didn't work, what do you need to change? 
You know, now you have these smart goals. You kind of have your benchmark. You can see, did it work on the time? Did it work on my actions? Did it work on how I measured? Did it work on how specific I was? Does it look work? How was I really, you know, realistic in my goal? Then you can go back through and say, no, I wasn't, the time wasn't proper. I needed more time to do this. I got to a certain point and I just didn't know the information. Okay, now I need to extend it. Right? I need to extend it, they say 30 days. In 30 days, let me test through that 30 days, make sure I have these measurable uh, ways of benchmarking test and measurable results. So for me, it was practice tests. Am I hitting 80%? Am I hitting 85? Am I hitting 90%? So in the end of 30 days, okay, am I ready to write the next test? Boom, go. So these are the hold me accountable. So it's so important to do that and not bring so much emotion and break break yourself down because a lot of people go through this, you know, turmoil of, oh, I'm not good enough. I'm not smart enough. That might not be the case. You just might have a different way of doing something. Right. So if it's studying, if it's success, it might be a different way of doing it, but you need this baseline to be able to test it. And you need to let go of some stories and the emotions that you might be telling yourself. And we all go through this. I've gone through this as well, where you're like, you know what? Uh, I'm just, I'm just not smart enough to learn this. I'm, I just, this is too hard. You have to kind of go, okay, stop. It's, it's hard right now, but why is it hard? Right? Is it because I don't, is it because of the system that I'm using to study? Is it, I'm using the wrong system for myself? Do I need to modify that, that there's a better way for me? And then find a better way, test another way, test the, the third way, test a fourth way until something sticks with you and it works. So this is why it's so important to be able to do this. So go back, back through, you know, all six points so far. One, you got to know yourself, right? You got to know who you are and, and, you know, your core foundation, right? And be comfortable with that. Now, if you're having a challenge kind of define yourself and you're, you know, you're going through emotional turmoil, speak to someone, speak to, you know, several people, you know, get that out, talk to people. It's so important to get help if you're stuck, right? To ask for help. Now, I'm trying to think of this in, in a guy's perspective, right? A lot of times, you know, we're thinking, you know, we're guys, we're men, you know, we'll just, you know, put our head down, go through it. That That can help and people can do it. But if you find if it's not working, you're testing measurable results, you put your head down and you're still running the same problem. And, you know, the cliche is, you know, uh, doing the same thing over and over again, expecting different results is the definition of insanity. Well, if you're doing the same action and you're still not seeing success, change what you're doing. And this is why I always recommend I do it myself. I have professionals that I speak to when I know I'm stuck. I have colleagues, I have professionals I speak to, I'll do a session with them. And it gets me out of my mindset because sometimes we can get looped. We can get stuck in that story. And then what happens is once you do, boom, once you're out of that story, boom, now you start to see momentum. So first, know thyself. Second, figure out your path. Third is write out your plan. Fourth is smart goals. Five is test to measurable results. Six is be accountable. And the last one is seven is understand your finances. So this is a huge one that I've being in marketing and working with different types of clients, uh, mentoring clients, the one challenge I've always seen is understanding your finances and right? understanding your profit, your loss, your burn rate, your cost per acquisition. And let me talk about burn rate because this is important. When people are transitioning from, say, a job they don't like to a job, a career that they're trying to go into, maybe 
they don't have an experience. They're just trying to jump and they're so frustrated with their current position or current job that they're just going to jump because they think it's going to be a better opportunity to go to the next opportunity, right? And this can be for a job going to a different career to a job going to opening up your own business. Burn rate comes down to this. How much money do you have that's going to cover your costs for the next six months, one year, two years? Right? And you got to have not just that base, but you got to have more right? in the sense of something might come up. Say, for example, you might have get car problems. You might have, you know, your computer might die. Your might need some maintenance at your house, right? Whatever that may be, you need to have extra money on top of your your day to day, your month day to day, week week to week, month to month expenses. So I'm going to use some round numbers here just to kind of really hit this home. So say for example, your expenses are for the month is four thousand dollars. Right. So that's what it costs you to live your life, pay all your bills from cable, phone, uh, your car, your insurance, you name it, everything, food. Everything all in total is $4,000 a month. So for that, you would need at least $48,000 a year to cover your your costs, $96,000 for two years. So kind of on the same page, uh, if you need to listen to that back, rewind that and go back through that. But this is extremely, this is extremely important. So if you have two years of run rate that you can go through to be able to take off your job, build up yourself. And in your plan, you're going to be able to do it within six months to one year. And you have an extra year for just, just in case something happens, then there's a better opportunity for you to kind of jump and and go out on your own. Now only do that if it fits your plan. I'm not saying, you know, that's the perfect situation, but that is a great situation to go into. What I'm finding more and more is people don't have that burn rate, don't have that money behind them, and then they're jumping. So they're jumping with maybe 30 days, 60 days of you know savings. And then what happens is because they're not able to get a job right away in the new career or their business is not picking up as fast as they thought, now they're struggling. So now not only the stress of changing the transition, but now the stress of money is on your mind. You know, what am I going to do? How am I going to pay for this? Oh my God. And now you start to worry. This is why if you don't have this investment in yourself and that money, I have at least two years. I would recommend you don't jump, still work at the same, you know, place that you're working. Yes, I understand if it's, you know, you really don't like it and you're frustrated. Build up that career or that business on the side until it makes consistently, you know, if you're $4,000 a month, you need at least $8,000 a month gross, right? And after taxes and all that, and after expenses should be around, hopefully around say $6,000, give you a $2,000 profit and float each month. Now I'm using those as round numbers. You have to figure this out for yourself and you have to do the math, right? I would recommend at least a hundred percent, you know, markup. So if it's $4,000, you need $8,000, you know, net, not gross, net, right? So your business gross, and I'm using on business terms right now, but your gross in your business would need to be, I'd say around twelve dollars to $16,000 a month, right? 
and now again, depending on your, you have to look at your profit and loss sheet. You have to look at how much you spend of your overhead of your business. There's all different factors. And I recommend you highly speak to some financial advisor. I know myself, I do mentoring. So if you want to sit down with me, let me know. But you have to figure that out so you know how much money you have. And here's a key tip is you're making that money consistently for six months nonstop. So from January to like June, you keep making say $16,000 gross with your company. Right. And then what happens is at that time, then you can look at jumping. Don't make it month one or month two and then jump and think, Oh my God, I'm successful. The reason why that is things happen in business. Problems with inventory, problems with maybe service. You, maybe you're building up a team and one of the, your main team members leave for a job or something else whatever that may be, it might hit your business. So you want to have six months of consistent business that you've gone through kind of some of the cobwebs, the challenges, and you've you know weeded through that. Now you got your systems all in place. Everything's working and streamlined. And then all of a sudden, boom, you know, the money's coming in consistently. And then, yeah, at six months, at that six months mark, make a decision. And make sure that, again, if it's $4,000 that you're making with your current income, or you're say you're over his four thousand, you're making about six thousand dollars of your 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 career, your job. Make sure you're making at least eight, right? Take home in your pocket, not gross. And here's a mistake that I've I've seen a few business owners make, you know, new entrepreneurs, is you talk about their gross. Oh yeah, my company makes this, my company makes that. That's great. How much do you bring home? How much is your net? No, no, my company makes sixteen thousand dollars. So I make sixteen thousand dollars. No, no, no. Your company makes 16 after expenses of rent, hydro, cable, employees, whatever that means, consultants, contractors, whatever. You say your business only brings home, you know, 10,000, 8,000. 8, what is that net? Right? And that's very important to understand the difference, right? Because you don't want to get caught that you assume that your business makes $16,000. But what happens is you're not paying the taxes properly. You're not, you know, incorporating all the costs of your company and now you're in a deficit and then in the year now you have to pay taxes on that money and you don't have money put aside right in Canada you have to pay um, GST you have to pay uh, your taxes you might have to pay CPP or EI like all this great stuff right in that you want to make sure that you're having everything covered so that's why it's so important to know your finances so again I'm gonna go back through these all seven now uh, first is know thyself uh, second is figure out your path. Third is write out a plan. Fourth is smart goals. Five is test to measurable results. Six is be accountable. And seven is understanding your finances. I bring this up and I the reason why and to give you some context of why I keep talking about this and really hitting this home is I keep getting asked ever since I've been in marketing, and this was around 2004, these questions about, hey, Brandon, I have this great idea. I want to do this in business. I'm an entrepreneur. I'm, I'm looking at starting this idea. And when you ask these questions, these core fundamental questions, I start to find out that people didn't really have an answer. They didn't have these areas figured out. And then when they did and they sat down and really did their due diligence on that, their business started to succeed. You know, they started to succeed not just personally, but also professionally. And then I got people asking about like, you know, career advice when the IT or in cybersecurity, when they had these, you know, these, this framework down and answer them, 
also now you can start to see like, yeah, I know what I'm going to do. I know I'm going to talk to, I'm really excited about this. Boom, boom, boom. I'm going to do this in the next six months. They really had it down and they didn't put themselves under stress. The ones that didn't do this right from the start, I found struggled more, right? And had more challenges, right? And then started to point fingers at different things. They started to say, okay, well, it's that person. It's that one thing. Okay, great. It's that one thing. What did you do to fix it? And how long has that been going on for? When you ask them the hard questions, it's been going on for three years. Okay, so in three years, have you what have you done to you know try to resolve that? And you get, well, what do you mean? That's what we do. It's like okay, but it's not working. Why don't you change it? And then all of a sudden, the emotional attachment to it is well because you know I and I'll give you an example. Say for example, someone's working with a bookkeeper, right? And the bookkeeper is just having nothing but problems, their their journal entries are wrong, the balances are off. You know, when they do their their balance at the end of the month, it's off, you know, each and every month. And they keep having to fix it. The owner has to come in and resolve it and fix it and go through the receipts and all that. Well, this is costing time and they're paying for that person to do that. And say for example, they file their taxes. Now the accountant, right, they file their taxes, get their accountant to do their tax at the end of the year. Now the accountant has to go through it and is is reviewing it. Now I've heard colleagues of my like that I work with gone have gone through these issues, and I bring up the scenario because this was one I know it cost one of my colleagues, I think it was like ten or fifteen thousand dollars because of not only the errors that were made but what what it cost to fix the accounting issues and to resolve it to get the books up to date to get them cleaned up. And then I asked the business owner, like, why haven't you got a better bookkeeper? Well, because of, you know, I don't really want to have to retrain someone, but it's costing you money. It's costing you time. Like remove, you know, the emotion of, of that. It's costing you money. And then when they sat down, they did the numbers on themselves and thinking, okay, how much does it cost me over the last three years? I've paid $10,000 last year. I paid another 15 the year before to get my books fixed. So it's like 25,000. I'm like, yeah, but that's $25,000 that could have gone into your business, that could have gone into your savings, that could have been invested back into different things. And also you see the hit home like, oh my God, you know, I need to make a change and then make a change sooner than later because it was costing them. Now, don't get me wrong. I'm not saying the bookkeeper was a terrible person, just they weren't good at that role. So having that test of measurable results and then being accountable is so important because we need to be able to evolve and make these changes. And like I said, I've seen these time and time again. I have many stories of people going through these challenges and not being able to let go and transition. I know even for myself, there's been times where uh, in my business where I hung on too long to an idea or a concept that I should have let go that ended up costing me time or it cost me money. So I use this for myself consistently now to be able to do that. And I know when something's not working, I will let it go faster now because I know it's just not, it's not efficient with my time, my effort and my energy to be able to do this. So that's why it's so important to know these seven steps. Now I'm going to document them, uh, have them in the description below so you can get, you can write them down and go through them and then use them from whatever idea or concept that you're working with, if it's transitioning from your career to cybersecurity, or if you're looking at being an entrepreneur, using this as your foundation to really draw out your plan and understand where you're going. 
I mean, I'm seeing right now, and this is, you know, something personal for me. Like I said, I'm getting about four or five private message emails, people asking about, you know, transitioning. A lot of them are, hey, Brandon, I've seen you online. I, I want to transition to cybersecurity. What do I need to do? And then I'm going through these questions, right? Do you know yourself? Tell me a little bit about yourself. Do you have you kind of really know yourself inside and out? What's your what's your what's your path? What's your you know what direction you want to go in cybersecurity? What's the plan for that? Have you wrote out goals for it? You know what are you going to test to make sure that you're hitting these benchmarks and goals? Boom, 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 and I go through them. You know, being accountable, then understanding like how when can you change? You know, can you afford to change now, or do you need to take your time with your current position? And then I get people that are coming, maybe even over, you know, immigrants that are coming to Canada, they're asking this. So again, I ask them like, can you afford to to move here? Can you afford to do that? Right? And these are questions not to discriminate, but these are hard questions that a lot of people need to be asked to make sure that you're making the right steps, right? You're making the right transition so that you don't get caught in a scenario or a situation that you can't afford or you're now in more stress because you jumped. And this is a really uh, an important personal topic for me. It's because I see so many people struggle. I see so many people go through stress of the work that they don't like to jump and go into more stress of something that they thought they would love, but now are starting to really dislike because now it's more pressure, more stress. And that's another thing I just want to add. When it comes to being an entrepreneur, to being in business, Knowing yourself and understanding what it takes to be in business is so important when it comes to the mental emotional factor. Business is not easy. It's not something that you just jump and you get into and all of a sudden you're making $100,000 That If you do that and you're successful and you had no stress, no challenges, that's amazing. You're probably a unicorn in the industry of being in business. Most people go through some sort of struggles be it with clients, be it with their systems, be it with manufacturing, being with development, marketing, whatever that may be. They go through challenges, they go through struggles, but makes them stronger in, in their business and they learn from them. And that's how they evolve and become smarter at you know being a business owner. That's why business is not easy. Being an owner of any company, any solution is not easy. It's a lot of hard work, takes resilience, takes a lot of sweat equity, takes a lot of emotional and emotional strength it comes down to is that when something go, something happens you don't get frustrated you don't get too down on yourself you easily transition you be patient and compassionate with yourself and you move i want to give you that and i want to share that was cuz i've heard so many people when they talk to me brandon you don't understand you don't know, understand how hard it is. You don't know the struggles I've gone through. I've said, okay, well, yeah, I don't know like your personal, your family, anything like that. I completely understand. Each is, is individual. Are you talking about your business struggles? And then when I explain to them their struggles, and here's a, something for psychology. If you can explain a situation better than the person that's actually experiencing it, a lot of the times in their mind, the subconscious mind, they think and put you as an expert in that area. Well, I've gone through a lot of struggles when it comes to business. And when I talk to people about, yeah, remember that time, you know, you probably have gone through this when you had a client, they didn't pay, 
you had to, you know, I had to follow them. You had to call them, and then they said they were going to, and then you know, you follow up with again. You haven't received the, you know, the check or an e-transfer, and you, you're following up with them, and you just wonder what's going on. You know, and all of a sudden, you know, that check now is a really big check because now it's the one that's covering your your bills for the next month. You know, now you're under stress, and you, now you're looking at getting clients, new clients, while you know, getting that check to come in, and you're doing all that. And when I go through scenarios like that, you hear people go, oh my God, like I'm going through that, like just as we speak, what did you do to resolve that? And then you talk about like, I had to get on the phone. I had to, you know, set up a meeting with them, try to figure out what was going on. You know, they were a great client, something happened with them. I just had to figure out what, you know, how we could work together and work out a payment plan, whatever that may be, and then look at what our relationship would be going forward. Or sometimes you just, you know, have to look at other options. Some are, and I haven't had to do this myself, but some people have to go to the collection route. Some people have to go and look at payment plans, you know, and look at other different options. So these are the things and the struggles that business owners go through, but you can't get stressed about it, even though it sometimes gets really, really hard and the pressure's on you about paying your bills, you know, getting things covered. You have to pay for your staff. You have to do all that. Make sure it's coming in, especially when you're starting out. So that's why these these core areas, these this framework of these seven questions and areas that I'm providing you, you really need to look at and understand before you go through with your plan, you go you take action on that. Just so that you're prepared on what might be coming up and you have the foundation to build on. So I'm gonna leave it at that. I know I provide a lot of you know information about this. Uh, hopefully it helps. Uh, just because, like I said, I get asked this question quite a, quite a few times a week, anywhere from four to like eight times a week. And I want to provide this so that, you know, I can share that with these people that are asking these questions that they can listen to this podcast and go through each of these steps from this, this podcast, as well as previous podcasts of, you know, the career, different positions, you know, cybersecurity, consulting, different areas that they might be interested in, so they get a real deep knowledge of the cybersecurity industry. I know next week, uh, to give you guys a little update, uh, next week I have Adam from CompTIA, and we're going to be talking about CompTIA, their certifications, the training, what's going on in the Canadian market, so a lot of great things. And that's my focus when it comes to this podcast, the Daily Cyber Podcast, is really providing great information on people that are looking at being in the cybersecurity field from starting out, the people that are in the field and looking for more information. That's my goal when it comes to doing this and why I'm so excited and why I'm really kind of diving deep into doing this. And for me, you know, you're probably asking, okay, so how are you, you know, how are you doing this? Do you have a plan? Do you know yourself? Do you do that? Yes, I do all that. And for me right now, when it comes to finances, I'm looking at, consulting, I'm mentoring people, I'm doing things to build this up because I think this is so important and I'm so passionate about it. And I feel it's so important to provide this information because these are questions that I have. And if I have these questions, I'm assuming, and the people that are contacting me, they have the same type of questions. So providing this resource, being able to ask the questions of experts that are out in the field of industry, manufacturers, uh, certification bodies like CompTIA and training and education to really help people be successful in the cybersecurity field is so important to me. So that's it for today's video. I'm going to leave it at that. 
Uh, thank you so much for listening to my daily cyber. Uh, make sure you do me a favor, uh, subscribe, uh, wherever you're listening to this. If it's on iTunes or YouTube or, um, if you want to go to dailycyber.ca, you can subscribe to any of the podcast channels there. Uh, just love that you guys are listening and sharing information. Contact me. I really appreciate that. And yeah, if you can share it out to your colleagues, uh, and, you know, provide any feedback, that'd be great. Uh, any topics or areas you want me to cover, I'm really excited about helping and just providing more value. So that's it for today's Daily Cyber. Don't forget, software's hackable, being connected is vulnerable. I'll see you next Daily Cyber.